come to you with cold feet still because I've been in the sea this morning and it was really really lovely it was so clear crystal clear almost had a you know Mediterranean turquoise color and the sand was golden because the sun's out it's it was such a mixture of sensations on my body because we had the heat and there was a bit of a wind which was cooling and then once I was gradually walking into the sea you know it's still cold the water so you know it was a little bit painful and then I got in but then once I was at level with the sea you could feel the heat being absorbed into the water it's almost like sitting on top of the water like a film the heat was my body was just warming up still a bit cold but then my face and my head that was outside the water was sort of um burning in a sense with the heat and there was so many different sensations going on there because there was the heat there was the cold there the swilling swirling water and then when I flipped onto my back and I was floating, you know, really stretched out, like making a star shape and looking up at the sky. It was so, so peaceful, so peaceful. And then, you know, flipping back and, and looking at my body under the water and it was sparkling through the clear water my body was sparkling it made me feel so so good being in my body at that moment and I was so grateful so grateful I stayed in probably longer than I should have that's probably why I've still got cold feet and a cold cold belly a cold core but we're getting there we're getting there and um, we start this conversation with Amina Smithgrove are talking about another trip into the sea and and we were touching upon the film um black black i think it's black people can't swim um that amina's been involved in and it is it's a critical or contentious sort of like theme around black people and swimming and the main belief is that we don't swim but we do swim there's a lot of issues around us swimming, our bodies, um, our hair, and you know, if you think about it, in the States, there was the segregation, and a lot of black people don't learn how to swim because of these issues. But yeah, so I think that's something we need to explore again further in a different episode. But um, let's get into this episode. <laughs> Hello and welcome, welcome to the Earth Sea Love Podcast. The Earth Sea Love Podcast has been made possible by the funding from National Lottery Heritage Fund. Thank you. Hi, hi. Welcome back. And this episode with Amina Smith Go, aka city girl in nature is 
so refreshing. She is young, but she is, I mean, is so wise in the experiences that she's chosen to pursue and then also share with her generation. In this episode, we talk about her awakening journey to the Peruvian Amazon rainforest and how she's planning to go to Kenya. Obviously, she's been now because this was recorded back in March when we were still in lockdown, but coming out of lockdown. And now this episode coming out in June. The government has just announced that Freedom Day, as it was being called, the 21st of June, will be postponed because of the rise in the Delta variant in the UK. But it's interesting to be listening to this episode back then and releasing it now, three months later, and how things, well, for myself, haven't changed that much. I might have had my two vaccinations, but... I'm still carrying on as usual and that usual is the sense of mask, social distancing, cleaning, not really exploring further afield than is needed or necessary. But there is that idea of having the vaccination diminishing a little bit of fear around moving within this world. And I think it's just getting used to um, COVID-19 always being here and being part of our lives moving forward and how our lives change and adapt to accommodate this. Anyway, I'm just babbling on. This is the episode with city girl in nature, Amina, and I hope you enjoy it. She's such a joy to talk to. Anyway, bye for now and thanks for listening. So how are you keeping? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm okay. Excuse my get up. I've um, been in the sea this morning. So oh. um, I'm trying to get warm at the moment. <laughs> you, you, you swim in the sea quite a lot? Yeah, yeah. Maybe about two or three times a week. If I wow. could do it every day, I would, but um, I can't with other commitments. But yeah, all year round as well, It's um, it definitely keeps me sane. It's my medicine. It is. That's, 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 quite, that's quite fun, actually. So, like, the sound's quite funny, but well, I find yeah. that swimming, swimming in, like, the sea or, like, natural water is way better than pools. I don't oh, really... God. Yeah, I don't really like pool swimming, to be fair. No, and um, I'm not sure that I do it often, in fact, pool swimming, because it's usually crowded, too many bodies there. And mm. and where I am, the the bodies are mostly white bodies as well, so when, mm. when I get into the pool, it is all eyes on me sort of thing. Yeah, <laughs> so, I know what you mean. Yeah, so if yeah. I can avoid so, that... I'm actually part, I think you know about the Black Scott Swim film, isn't it? Yes, I'm actually, yes. I'm actually a part of that also, so yeah. Yeah. That's no. something. 
we kind of spoke with with the first one if you've seen it already we kind of addressed like some of the issues as well like hair and body and it's like for stuff like that mm-hmm. yeah. but in the second one coming out soon it's actually like addresses it's more directed to like young people mm-hmm. but the first one was more like older people's kind of directed to mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but it's all about like being black and like what puts us off as well like with swimming here because it's interesting like here that they say that all black people don't swim but when you go back home to like our countries and stuff everyone swims and it's like Mm -hmm. it's normal it's not really something that is seen as a taboo kind of thing Mm -hmm. And it's interesting that you should just start talking about, um, and it is Black People Can't Swim, isn't it? These these two movies. And it was you that put me onto it with trailer for the second one. And I'm glad that you've said about that distinction about the different generations that they're trying to hit with the films because I did think, oh, okay, these look younger, these ones. And it is. And there's that issue of it not being cool. But there is that issue of like, all right, then, my hair? And also, when you are a kid, there was those compulsory stuff that you had to do, going swimming with the school. And Mm. if you're in a school that I was, where, again, I was the only black body there, you don't want to do it because Mm -hmm. of, like, all eyes on you. And my body was much more developed than any of the other girls. So it was a case of, like, I'm not giving you a show, seeing me naked Mm. and going in the showers (laughs) and all that jazz. So it was was a case of, like, how many excuses can I come up with for for not doing it? But Mm. in that process, we actually deny ourselves a lot of joy and pleasure because I love the water. I love the water. And if it hadn't been for those school lessons, I wouldn't be able to swim now and I wouldn't be able to go into the, the sea and enjoy yeah. it. Enjoy it. So, yeah. So, yeah. So that's black. Black people can't swim. And I'm just saying this. So, like, go check out these movies because it addresses so many um, maybe stereotypes or beliefs or attitudes that we hold and also what other people hold about us. Um, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. That's for sure. That's what that's what I loved about the film, especially as well, because we speak broadly, mm-hmm. like we speak from our perspective, but there is other people that kind of have their input as well that aren't black people. Mm-hmm. So it's like interesting to see as well what they think and like, with swimming, exactly like you, but with me, I actually learned through school. Mm-hmm. I, I I used to go, and then when I learned through school, I used to go with my dad, and he used to go like to a gym, mm-hmm. and there was a pool there, so I used to just swim lengths whilst he would be in the gym. But um, as I got older, it was the main thing for me was my hair because like I'm, I'm mixed heritage, so that like, I have um Asian as well as uh, Caribbean. Mm-hmm. So with my hair, even though I have a small head, I have so much hair. <laughs> So my thing was like putting the cap on. I had to like try and wear two caps, and yeah. I'd get in trouble so much with my mom. Like, don't get the chlorine in your hair. And it was like it's inevitable. Like I can't, yeah. I can't help it if it happens. Like, <laughs> and just like thinking about all of that type of stuff was like the main thing with me. And I was just like, oh no, I know when I go home, my mom's gonna have to wash my hair, and I used to hate doing my hair like uh, pulling the comb <laughs> and the hit on the head with it. Like, keep your head still. Yeah. <laughs> And if you cry, I'll give you something to cry for. Yes! Oh, Oh, gosh. Yeah, that takes it all back. Yeah. And um, 
I've just recently had all my hair chopped off. So I've got, got rid of my dreads for 17 years, it was. Wow. Um, but I needed a, an extra big swimming cap got to put all my dreads in because I didn't want to get the sand in when I was in the sea. Um, but right. that came from the States or Australia, not being able to get it in the UK. And mm. um, I remember doing the Great North Swim and you have to wear their designated hats, caps that they give you because, you know, you, you went in different waves. So there were different coloured hats with um, numbers on. So you had to do wear them so they could identify you in the water. Well, it was just the normal size hats, wasn't it? So I just had to put my hair on a bun at the top and it just sat on the bun like that. And the rest, the, that was it. But that was so it was all legal and legit. But again, these sort of like events that are open for all, are they really open for all and accessible to all? If that's the, the idea, what they think of a normal cap is. So, yeah. Anyway, we went off on a tangent, but welcome, Amina. <laughs> welcome. Thank you. Thank you. It's so good to have you here and it's so good to see you. So before we really get into other stuff. The first thing I ask is, where are you? Where are you based? And I don't mean you like your door number and your street. We don't have to go that deep. <laughs> but yeah, and if you can see any nature where you are, outside your window, close by, etc. So I'm based in London, southeast London, Lewisham Borough. Uh -huh. uh, I grew up in Deptford and I now live still locally. Mm -hmm. So I'd say that nature-wise there's probably a few parks around but where i actually live right now is quite nice because it's like a bit more reserved in the sense of there's actually loads of hedges and like just general bits of grass area around where i live right now which is really nice and to be fair around my area there's a lot of bird sounds which is really comforting for me to know that i can hear like birds around and nature itself mm -hmm. whereas like where I used to live and where I grew up is an estate. Mm -hmm. So most of the sounds were actually like police police sirens or like that type of noise. Yeah. Whereas now I kind of have proper like nature, kind of nostalgia of the Amazon as well, mm. hearing those sounds and like... It's good that you've got that contrast to to know the difference in a sense because... A lot of kids will just continue to grow up within the estates, within the urban environment, and maybe not have that bird song. And I think that's such such a shame and such a pity. We met through the All the Elements Social, which mm -hmm. I totally loved because I just did a recording with um, Soraya, you know, the person who created All the Elements. Um, so we'll touch upon that. The idea of meeting up with black and brown. Well, it wasn't. It was diversity, wasn't it? It was across people who were wanting to create more diversity in the outdoors. But mm. I hadn't been to a social like that. And also it was a social where it was guaranteed that people were coming from a diverse spectrum of society. And I so welcomed that event. So I met you there. Yes. And at that time, all I knew you were as, because you might have mentioned your name, but I just knew you were a city girl in nature. Mm. And I thought, <laughs> oh yeah, I know her from its Instagram. I knew that, that handle from Instagram. I thought, oh my gosh, it's you. <laughs> so, <laughs> so can we just talk about city girl in nature? Because what is city girl in nature and how did that come about 
So City Girl Nature, that is essentially what I like to be known as more than even my name, in fact. So mm-hmm. what it is, is is an initiative that I've kind of created through um, trying to promote the outdoors for young the younger generation that are actually from inner, inner cities, mm-hmm. um, because that's actually where I come from, as I kind of mentioned previously. Um, I grew up like close to an estate. I'm from a much different background to most people that engage in the outdoors typically. Mm-hmm. Um, how I actually got involved into the outdoors was in 2018, I traveled to the Peruvian Amazon and I camped for three weeks with the British Exploring Society. And in that experience, there was no mobile phones. I was actually the only uh, black girl. There, actually, there was one other person out of 60. So there was like not a lot of different ethnicities there. there uh, I think there was another Asian boy as well. Yeah, generally, there was less than five of us out of the amount of people that were there. So, yeah, it was quite... And that was, in itself also was an experience for me to see how how different it was. Just see how the outdoors is kind of uh, populated and not really directed per se to like young fame people because literally, and a lot of them did come from like middle-class backgrounds as well. And me coming from a working class background, that also that was another difference. But I kind of noticed all these different types of things. And whilst I was there, I'm quite a, a, I like to talk to anyone anyway. So it was a wonderful experience to kind of hear their perspective on life and everything. Considering as well, we had no phones, nothing. It was three weeks of literally bonding and like getting to know each other and just discovering and exploring the outdoors. It was beautiful. Like it was a one lifetime experience to be fair, because not many people kind of get to do that as well. And Mm. especially not someone from a Deptford estate. So like, (laughs) I was like, it was just amazing. And yeah, so that's where it kind of started when I went on my expedition in 2018. But since then, I literally, I was involved in much other stuff like football coaching because that's kind of my background, sports and stuff like that. Mm. Um, So um, I kind of was doing football and stuff like that. But over the years, I've been thinking about how am I going to like give back to my community? Because it was something that I I thought about as soon as I came back. Mm. So I was still doing stuff I knew already, which was football. And I got involved with like a youth council and stuff like that. And I started working with um, Black Minds Matter, which is a project as well for like young people, encouraging leadership skills. But then there was like DFV. So there was like all these outdoor things coming towards me. Like Mm. the energy was coming towards me that I couldn't avoid it. And I was thinking, oh my, I love this DFV because I didn't know much about DV either in fact so I was like wow this is amazing like this is happening how can I actually give back like I was thinking another thing about me is that I like to use myself an ex- example because I feel that that's another way that a lot of young people but people generally can relate to and kind of it's way and I think it's it's true to yourself as well when you use yourself as an example of something you believe in people then look at you and think, wow, yeah, this person means it. They're actually doing it. They're not just preaching and not doing it themselves, which I respect and I love, and that's what I try to do. So what I do now is actually I have a YouTube channel, um, which is City Girl Nature as well, and I've been posting videos about me engaging with the outdoors. I went to Jamaica in December. recorded a video with my cousin about the difference between our backyards and our backyards here and um, that was like a short little video about that but also I've 
um, recently posted a video about like what's in my bag, um, and I'm just trying to engage everyone through my own journey because it is my own journey. Even though I've gone on such a wonderful expedition, I'm still learning more about the outdoors and wanting to share my experience with others. So they also feel like, oh, this is something I could do too. It's not just like for people that are uh, white people, if you want to say, or rich people. It's the outdoors is for everyone. Nature is actually the source of this world. Without nature, like nothing would really be around. But yeah, that's just a bit about City Girl Nature. I also have a website as well, in fact, that should be launching this week, Yay. which is um, www.citygirlnature.com. And Ooh. that has more content about me and what I'm doing. So Awesome. Yeah. Now that is so lovely because you've just like a breadth of stuff in there that I want to unpick. So all these links that you're mentioning will be in the show notes so people can find you, okay? Just thinking about um, this expedition that you went on, and it was the Peruvian Amazon rainforest. Posted a little snippet of this on um, Instagram that I was looking at, and it looks so beautiful. Listening to you, I think this was a a life-changing experience yourself you're saying about being there for three weeks without a phone and bonding with people you had no other choice but what also was it about the landscape that awoken something within you something really happened to you there and I'm really interested to know what do you think it was definitely definitely do you know what's so funny as well that you say that when I actually came back I had that exact what you said is exactly what I was thinking I was thinking Something's different, but I didn't know exactly. But as time has gone by, that's why as well I started this initiative only the end of last year because it took me a bit of time to process that it was just literally nature. That's what it was. Nature literally awoke me into being myself more. It was like a, it's just like a spiritual kind of thing. Once you engage with nature and you start to get to know that nature is actually the source of most things it's like it's just that's literally what it is once i was there although i was bonding with people i didn't know and the experience it was mainly the exploring of nature and the amazon is such a diverse place animals insects there's such a widespread of like different sorts of things there and it's just like taking all of that in and just realizing that not that your whole life was a lie but like wow like is this really what life is about mm-hmm. it's that that kind of moment of like realizing that everything that i kind of experienced prior living in the city and not being exposed to that type of outdoors engagement was like wow this is kind of maybe the source of why i feel a bit of the way i feel like i want to i feel ambitious but then I have like mental blocks about certain things. But once I actually started engaging, the tunnel vision came from that one experience. And I just, my whole life changed. I just, and the way I looked at life changed, kind of had more certainty about what I wanted to do. I always wanted to kind of help people in sorts of ways. I used to do football coaching more so, but then it became like a different level of thinking, just mm-hmm. like, so driven to just get on with things as well and it was just literally the walks the trekking through the jungle and just putting up tents that's literally what (laughs) literally sparked all of it it wasn't like 
um, I wouldn't say a physical, magical thing, <laughs> but it was definitely deeper than that. Mm. so i hope that answers your question no it does it does i mean like and also you know this is just goes out in audio but i can see your face but when you're talking about this experience you are lit up yeah i'm so honored that you're here talking about it because you're so young i don't know how old you are but you're so young right but you're already (laughs) thinking about how i had this experience and how I can share that. Or as you said, give back to my community. Now, where does that come from? You are young. You're in a city. I don't, I mean, I could be passing judgment here, but I'm not sure if the other people that were on this journey with you would have that as their central thought coming away. It's like, oh my gosh, I've had this wonderful life-changing experience. Now I want to share that and give it back to my community. Now, where does that come from? Is it, I'm thinking that when I experience my nature connection, I think everyone should experience it. Everyone should have that right to experience it. And so many of our people are missing out on that experience. That's why I Mm -hmm. share it. Why do you feel you need to share? So to be fair, my, my, the reason why I share it is a bit similar to you, but it's also because even though I am young, I've experienced a lot of trauma from a young age. Mm. So a lot of, when you go through traumatic things, you grow faster. And like, I I, I feel like because of the trauma I faced, Mm. and it it enabled me to, like what you said, have a different perspective of that experience than everyone else on that expedition. Mm. Because it was like, it was like, wow. Like, it was just like, it was like, it fell out of the sky, this opportunity. Like, it was like, oh my days. (laughs) All of that, the trauma that I'd faced, has brought me to here that's just changed my life kind of thing it was like wow like that's what i needed it was like something i needed because i felt that i then Mm. felt wow all of my peers and people i know that probably go through similar trauma to what i have also so for my community it's like well i got i gotta try and give this to them also i know that most of them are a bit resistant but they're so because they know me as well. That's one thing as well. Yeah. Because they know me and they know that I've been through similar things to them, and I like some of the things they like. They relate to me more, so they're like, "Hmm, maybe I should look at what what's what's going on with this nature stuff, camping and like yeah. trekking." Before, like they would ne- even when I was going to the Amazon and I was telling them, "Oh yeah, I'm going to the Amazon," they're like, "What?" What do you mean? Like, what are you doing there? Like, what's going on there? Like, what? some of them actually didn't know where it was, in fact. And I was like, you don't know the Amazon. That's the lungs of the world. You don't know about that. I was like, you don't know David Attenborough. He's like, what, what, what's going on? Like, they're like, nah, man. I don't know what you're talking about. Like, what are you talking about? I'm like, yeah, I'm going to see monkeys. Like, I was excited, so excited. I was telling them, yeah, I'm going to see monkeys. They're like, nah, you're, I don't know what you're talking about. But after now i've experienced it and i and when i was on expedition i was constantly with my gopro recording every little piece of it Mm. so i was able to capture it rather than just being able to share and allow Mm. people to feel what i'm saying i also actually captured it and it just Mm. enabled that conversation with others to be much easier as well Mm. because when they're seeing it they're like wow like what you mentioned earlier like wow that's what it's like they're like that's actually cool like, i want to do that kind of thing like yeah. oh, i wish i could do that like how did you get to do that all the 
positive Christians start happening and it just enables that engagement to kind of push further to take that little step because that's what I did essentially I took the step into going into something that I kind of never knew before Mm. and it enabled such a great experience for me and that's what I try to encourage others to do also just take that little step and kind of see what what it kind of manifests into yeah oh gosh that is so beautiful honestly I think it is so beautiful and such a a positive example that you are being to your generation and I'm I mean like so many things I want to chat about there and I'm not I don't want to get into the detail of your trauma I understand how trauma can affect can affect us not just our personal trauma but then also I do believe we have trauma from generations past within our DNA and that affects our our brain and our memories and also our ability to tell our stories yeah and share our stories I'm so glad that you found a nature connection that can help heal um, from from these experiences but then also you're passing it on to others um so you're saying this was in 2018 when you went to the amazon so i want to just go skipping back then into your childhood you've mentioned growing up in deptford in inner city and you've mentioned a little bit of your background your ethnicity so if we could explore that a little bit like where's your family from because i I did really enjoy the video in the backyard in jamaica (laughs) with your cousin i so loved it um and it was so reminding me of trini um but yeah so what's your background and was nature within that background before this trip to the Uh, amazon so um actually both of my parents are born in birmingham their first generation mm-hmm. um their parents are my dad's parents are from pakistan mm-hmm. and my mom's parents are from jamaica uh-huh. so and they're both born in birmingham and i'm born in london but like most of my family if not back home are in birmingham mm-hmm. so that's a bit about my background there and prior prior to me going my amazon trip i traveled quite a lot in fact with my dad um i didn't really grow up with my dad but i traveled a lot with him he brought me to pakistan that was like my first proper trip when i was about seven mm-hmm. and that was like a i was three weeks the first time in my life that i was away from my mom for so long mm-hmm. and i actually really enjoyed it because where i'm from in pakistan is a village mm-hmm. so and it's close to a place called chagwal which is like the local town but it's a village close to it and it was really interesting for me even when i went there and i realized from that point that i realized i was very young but i realized that the difference between like here and there was was massive in the sense of the way of life but i appreciated it like from that young age i appreciated it that wow like this is different but it's kind of cool like how they live because it's way more chilled Mm. And like from that age as well, I kind of had this outlook on the way I lived a bit, a bit different. I was like, mm, like <laughs> this is a bit different, but I, it was just like in the back of my head. It wasn't really at the forefront. I was like, wow, like they actually kind of have a better life mm. in the sense of like it's fresh food they're eating. 
I saw that my first time I saw an animal being killed was actually in Pakistan as well. And because it's a Muslim country, they like let the blood like drip out. Mm-hmm. They obviously to make it halal, mm-hmm. their way of like dealing with animals is a bit different. So um, all of that experience in itself, I was like, wow, like, and even seeing like just animals walking on the road. And I'm like, what? Like, like traffic is going by and the animals are walking on the road. And like, what's going on? <laughs> but it was all amazing and like to see. And that's what I kind of appreciated more. And even just like traffic lights and just everything that's so different here is like very structured. Whereas there is, it is structured, but it's not as, I wouldn't say, well, kind of like controlling in a sense, because it's like people are using their initiatives and like making sense of how they should maneuver without like for instance traffic lights or stuff <laughs> like that they're just mm. no instincts and stuff like oh yeah it's time to cross the road or let the animal pass or it's just different yeah. the way that things are are um so yeah that's a bit about my heritage i went the first time i uh, when abroad, I was free. In fact, I went to Jamaica. Mm-hmm. So my early experiences were to the countries that I am actually kind of from. And I suppose that also helped as well with me taking that step to go to the Amazon because I had already travelled before in a different capacity like to see family. So I think that kind of helped as well. And my, my, my experience when I was really young at free, I remember going to Jamaica, in fact, mainly because I nearly died but but it was like but because because of that i still also remember i know it my auntie what how basically i'll clear that up a bit (laughs) my auntie my uh my nan's like cousin or something had like dementia so she didn't know who i was and and um she had like an episode and where we are from in jamaica as well is that countryside Mm -hmm. so like it's like on a hill so she kind of nearly pushed me down the hill, but I was really young and she didn't know herself as well mm. <laughs> because of her like condition. Mm. But I remember like Jamaica as well, just like when we arrived there in the car, like I remember there was a lot of us, but we was in one car and like I was like sitting where people's feet are. <laughs> so like it was like that. I remember those type of things as well. Mm. And, like I'm like, wow, like this is different as well. So that's why I probably remember a lot of it also. Mm. But yeah, that's just a bit of my yeah. parents. Let's stick with Jamaica, as I say, because I've you know the YouTube video with your cousin in his backyard and how it's so it's so green but the produce is there it's just another world to say here and what's in our backyards here i mean like when i did have a yard it was just weed hanging out the washing yard you know it was concrete (laughs) but you know you could from there yam and you know they could get their whole produce and live off the land Um, so you went to see him at the beginning of the year i'm saying january and then you came back and you were you were saying oh you know sorry i haven't i haven't been posting anything it was getting coming back to here from being Mm. there and i'm Mm. interested in that those contrasts i mean we've talked about those contrasts between the inner city and just moving out to lewisham and getting a bit more rural or getting some green spaces but that is just like totally different cultures that sort of being in jamaica and then coming back to the uk how do you find that so with me i if i had like 
if I could actually live in Jamaica, I would probably actually move there, to be fair. Mm -hmm. But I also know that here, there's a lot of nature-wise, I wouldn't say here is better, personally. Because of what you said, for instance, like living off the land is just something just typical for like people back home in our countries. It's just like how they live, generally. Mm -hmm. It's not like... They don't really go to supermarkets and stuff like that. Mm. Like, they do sort of, but they don't actually have to because, like, they have animals that they can get milk and stuff from and they have yam and they have, like, aki. They have, like, banana. They have everything that they need mm. <laughs> in their backyard. And, and to be fair, my cousin's backyard is just a typical Jamaican backyard, to be fair. Mm. Like, every backyard you go to, they have... If not, if not free, minimum stuff in their backyard growing, and they have like plants even like for beautification. Yeah. But you can also use the plants as like herbs and like medicine, medicine and stuff as well. So it's it's that it's, that makes it ten times better as well, <laughs> knowing that it's beautiful plant, but it also can like heal you. Yeah. <laughs> it can heal you, or it can make the pain that you're feeling yeah. ease up a bit. I feel like that's just, it's amazing to me, um, just how it is. And to be fair, coming back was like, I had to then digest, or I was just in Jamaica kind of thing, like enjoying that way of living, to then come back and just kind of deal with that structure again, in a sense. You know, Zooms and like Microsoft Teams, because especially the climate we're in now, mm -hmm. like all this online kind of interactions, Whereas there as well, another difference that I fully notice um, from a young age is just how different like it is when it comes to communicating with people. Um, in Jamaica and Pakistan and um, sure other places, the way people are, we're just generally friend more friendlier. Like we will say, I experience that in fact here, but that's only when I go like like rural places but like generally that like in the city and stuff you don't really see your neighbor and like say oh good, good morning good day yeah, yeah. <laughs> or like oh how's your how's oh have a nice day but generally that's just how it is there so coming back here to like not having that anymore again it's like oh now i have to be in like stern mood like yeah. don't smile too much at people might think you're weird like dehumanize them like, so like, i think that was the main thing why i kind of the kind of adjust that's the main kind of difference like adjusting back into like even though i did grow up this way it's just like i'm way more at that way of living speaks more to like me as a person i totally get that understand that and conquer with that definitely <laughs> so you know just a few things here because we've talked about your youtube channel which you've set up which i'm i'm loving and it's informative and as you just said the last one that you've just put out is like what's in my bag so you're saying that you're aiming towards the younger generation so that could be why also you you're on youtube because it is a visual <laughs> medium and then also saying mm. what's in your bag is that you are providing info what is then aim or goal for doing this this youtube providing this information why do you think you need to provide this information i mean like other people looking at this like what why is she telling you what's in the bag why <laughs> is it necessary for bain black asian and ethnic um young people because i feel that sometimes there's barriers the barriers that are stopping people is the lack of knowledge 
not knowing what what they need or how to start or just to get out there so earlier i said it's about taking that step but sometimes some people need a little bit of a push to actually (laughs) take the step or to just generally know that there's like other people walking alongside them Mm. i know especially in this generation there's a lot of like young people that um kind of need that support but won't ask for it as well Mm. i feel that that's why i feel that using that medium that I know young people are already engaging with and some young people might just stumble across me and I'm I'm happy to know that even if it's that it's just not just my reach but just trying to get out to anyone that is open to wanting to learn more and it's just I think that's my main reason why I've I've set up the YouTube channel and I'm trying to like give back through that way Mm -hmm. um especially in the climate now I can't actually get go into uh, schools and stuff as much or stuff like that so I'm just kind of trying to engage that way and also as I said earlier use myself as an example mm-hmm. because that's what I find that is really like useful as well when I'm using myself as an example people are then able to relate more and they're able to actually see I'm genuine as well that I'm not just like saying yeah like getting the outdoors like yeah. I'm not telling them oh by the way make sure you got right shoes on and you know in your bag maybe you might want this because this is going to help you like, with not getting lost or you might need this tool because this is going to help you with this or that. And I feel like that's really the main reason why. Like, OK, we are still in lockdown, but, you know, on the horizon, we're supposed to be moving out of lockdown more to more, you know, outside contact, maybe groups, um, meeting. Are you seeing um, City Girl in Nature developing from this virtual space into a physical space where you're going to start offering experiences in nature to to groups of young people, do you think? So, so yeah, I would love to do that in the future. But just to start off with, to kind of build up like a momentum kind of thing with myself as well as the people I'm engaging with already, um, I'd I'd love to do that. What you're saying right now, because that is kind of the the ultimate kind of goal to actually not just speak about it and be able to engage online, and but also actually give that experience to other people that I'm often talking about and referring to and trying to like promote. It's kind of enabling it as well. So yes, for sure, I'd love to do that and kind of be able to give back that way also. Tigger nature as well. It's just. It's a personality as well. It's not just like it because it's in its name, like a city girl in nature. It's two contrary kind of things. And I feel like that can also speak to other people as well that are like dealing with other things. And it's just like moving forward, I definitely do want to actually work with young people face to face and kind of also like I know already people that have asked me like, when can we go hiking or can can I camp with you and like, oh it seems fun but i'll do it because it's you or like stuff like that i've heard like so many comments like that and that encourages me as well to know that there is a need there and there is people that are going to want to engage even if there wasn't i'd still try but like knowing that there is is that comforting to know as well like there's people the people i'm especially trying to reach is the people that don't actually want to get in the outdoors mm-hmm. I, I love the people that want to be in the outdoors too obviously because they're on the same mission as me and understand the, the benefits of it but the ones that actually don't i want to like kind of encourage them to see that well take the step 
and like you'll see for yourself and they'll actually want to do it themselves and be proactive also so that's kind of the passion that i'm trying to like yeah like kind of directly and indirectly give back to other young people so thank you thank you and i hope you know that you've got a supporter in me and us the earth sea love podcast yeah so if we can support and help you in any other way we are here for you thank you so much no thank and you it, it was so, it's so lovely being speaking to you this afternoon and i'm really happy in fact i met you um on on that social and many other people that was a really good social like you said it was (laughs) like i was i was really happy to see like people were like you said as well that i had engaged with on instagram and stuff and i was like oh hi like (laughs) and uh, you probably noticed as well how much i was engaged i was like trying to speak so much like yeah guys like oh i know this and that and like (laughs) i'm totally with you because you know those spaces are few and far between and when we get in them i i do get a bit hyper it's like oh my gosh this is happening you know and like sometimes I feel like I've got to turn it down because people think what the hell but then I thought no I'm turning up as authentically me and if you're not on this bandwagon fair enough but I am you know so yeah so I definitely made loads of contacts for that and and I made contact with you man and that's great in itself as I say, I've been admiring from afar what you've been doing, but then to actually sit down and chat with you about it is like, yeah, man, you know, I already knew in my gut that you were doing <laughs> great things, but now I know it's amazing things. And it's coming from not just your experience, but from your heart, you know, mm. and that, that makes that makes a hell of a difference. It does. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> yeah. So thank you for your time, Amina. And um, thank you for having me. Let's just keep in touch and keep the conversation going. All right. 100%, you know. <laughs> I'm actually going to Kenya in two days. I remember you mentioning that. What's happening in Kenya? Tell us what's happening <laughs> in Kenya. Is this your so, first time to Africa? Yeah. So this is my first time going to the Marvelland. Um, I'm just, oh. uh, I don't know how to feel like. I'm not nervous. But I'm like, I know I know a lot about history and stuff like that, and mm-hmm. it's something I'm also passionate about. So going, actually going there and actually being able to firsthand be there and stuff like that, it's mm-hmm. just like, it's a bit overwhelming. I haven't got there yet, but I'm like, right now, even though it's two days away, I'm like, not even prepared in a sense. <laughs> like, once I'm there, I know it will be amazing, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah, right now I'm just like, it's going to be for six weeks as well, actually. I'm going to be there. So. Right, we're going to have to have you back after the <laughs> Kenyan experience because I am telling you now, <laughs> I am so jealous. I am nearing 50 and I haven't been to the motherland yet. And I'm saying yet because I need to go. I need to go. My son's been, he's been in Morocco and brought me back some earth as a, as a gift. He brought me and I, and I was so pleased that he did. But that's just didn't, you know, incited me even more so to go there. So, yes, you must go. And obviously you're going to be going with your camera again. And so, yeah, I can't wait to hear back about that exploration experience. Um, Definitely. We wish you well uh, on your travels. Amina. Thank you so much. We do. Uh, I'm I'm excited to share it back. Um, I'm gonna be excited whilst there, obviously. But mm. another, just to add to what I've already said, that mm. sharing this journey with everyone is also a very key part 
with my nature mm-hmm. engagement now so yeah you'll definitely get to see awesome <laughs> i'm just loving it i'm just loving it so again thank you so much for your time and your energy and your passion that you've brought to this okay then thank okay. you bye bye, bye. 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 bye.